This is the Hoosier Ag Today Tuesday morning podcast on the 27th of February 2024. I'm Andy Eubank and joining me today, Eric Pfeiffer with the news, including an update on hog profitability after some recent improvement and a new corn and soybean product that really isn't new. The Hat Podcast is brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, experienced banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit them at ffbt.com or your local branch. Also, Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin is here, and he'll detail a wild weather ride that is coming. We had an actual turnaround Monday to higher territory for the ag markets. John Zanker will analyze on the Who's Your Ag Today Tuesday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience and understands Understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. For many of you here in Indiana, agriculture is your life's work and legacy. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Throughout my career, I've been immersed in Indiana agriculture and appreciate the role that ACI plays on behalf of Indiana agribusinesses. ACI is the proactive voice for agribusiness, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Hog profitability turning around and a new tank mix partner for you to consider this year. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today. Hog profitability has turned around in the last couple of months, according to Dr. Steve Meyer with Ever.ag. He forecasts break even now at $85. Things have gotten much better. Back in December, when I first estimated uh, profits and losses for 2024, I had a minus $12 and change per head for what we thought was going to happen in 24. That number, as of last Friday, is a plus dollar and 66 cents. So, that's nothing to write home about, but it beats minus 12. Meyer estimates six months of profits. However, the average producer may be 5 to $6 higher on cost. Still, the direction is right. It's coming off a terrible year last year. In fact, by the model, even worse than 1998 was. And yet, uh, we're kind of headed in the right direction here. So it, it's... Uh, it's kind of a breath of fresh air as we go through late winter here. Meyer says there are only three things that could bring back profitability. One, costs have to go down. Two, demand needs to improve. Or three, supplies need to be cut. Well, we're, we're getting two of them for sure. We're certainly getting lower costs. And if as you look at the USDA's Ag Outlook Forum last week and the acreages they've got in and the yields they've got in and the carryouts, I mean, 350 million bushels of beans and 2.5 billion bushels of corn. I mean, we're going to get some break on costs here, probably even more than we've seen. Meyer says demand may get better. Exports have already been pretty great. Global Agritrends, USMEF, think we're going to be up another 4.5%. Four to five percent this year. Uh, the Mexican peso is strong, and that's our number one trade customer. And so, I think the export side could be good. So, I think we're going to pick up some on cost and some on demand. Maybe Meyer adds he doesn't anticipate supplies or the sow herd getting cut. Productivity is up. Farmers are still going through the process of planning for the upcoming growing season, evaluating products from a number of companies to see what might provide the best return 
on investment. Nate Kemp, technical agronomist for Rovenza Next, says they have a product called Prevam that you should consider. It's a three-in-one insecticide, miticide, and fungicide that you maybe haven't heard of before, but it isn't necessarily new. It's actually uh, been on the market here in the United States since about 2004, but it's a product that is new to the Midwest. We've primarily used it in high-value crops in the past, and we think it has a, a real nice fit in, uh, in corn and soybean for people. Kemp explains that Prevam is formulated using their technology called OraWet which is cold-pressed orange oil. We basically found it accidentally in South Africa many years ago, and what we figured out is it's a very good insecticide and miticide and fungicide, and it also has adjuvant properties. So in the United States, it sort of developed uh, as an adjuvant, and it sort of developed as a pesticide. Kemp says they've found that Prevam is a really good tank mix partner. It helps with things like tar spot. It helps with things like gray leaf spot in corn. You mix it with your fungicide and, and kind of have another mode of action in the tank. Uh, it also has really good activity on um, diseases like white mold and soybean. Kemp adds that Prevam is one of the few products that actually has curative activity on white mold. You can learn more about Prevam from Rovenza Next. Find this story on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android, so if you haven't downloaded it yet, be sure to do so today because tomorrow we're in Houston for Commodity Classic and we're going to bring you all of the news and information from Houston, including policy news from the corn and soybean organizations and all of the news from all of the companies at the Monster Trade Show. C.J. Miller and I will be there and have all the coverage right here on Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Farm Credit Mid-America believes that your crop insurance should be maximized to address what's important to you. With their data-optimized decision tool, you can build a policy custom-fit to your operation's goals. Using your past production data, their tool, which they have exclusive access to in their territory, maps out future events, helping you choose the perfect policy time, coverage level, and options for you. All guided by their crop insurance agent. To learn more, visit fcma.com slash crop dash insurance. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity provider. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend. Going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride here in the Hoosier State. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Significant frontal boundary working its way through later today and overnight tonight. But before that front even gets here, moisture is starting to fall. Hit and miss scattered showers around through the day today. Those right there can bring anywhere from a tenth to half an inch even before the front shows up. There is the potential for strong to severe weather in northern Indiana. We're looking at this very warm air and the cold air that's coming behind it clashing to create just the right recipe for some stronger thunderstorms, so be ready for that. The rain from the frontal boundary passage and the thunderstorms tonight into early tomorrow can give us another quarter to one and a half inches of rain with coverage over 100% of the Hoosier State. So this is the real deal. The front's coming through. Temperatures plummet behind it on Wednesday. We are significantly cold and Canadian high pressure parks over the top of us through Thursday. So well below normal temperatures here. Strong gusty winds as this front comes through and as the front 
kind of passes off to our east. We're going to continue to see winds go out of the north and northwest at a very high clip, likely through all of Thursday, well, Wednesday. Thursday should be calmer, but once we get on the backside of that high-pressure dome, we start to see temperatures moderate for Friday, and so temperatures go back to above normal levels for Friday afternoon, for Saturday, and for Sunday. It may not be quite as mild as what we saw yesterday, but it's still going to be mild for this time of year for sure. Then we get into next week, the first full week of March, and guess what? It's going to be coming in like uh, – well, I don't know. I guess it's not coming in for anything if we're talking about a front coming on the 3rd and 4th. But anyway, powerful frontal boundary coming out of the Great Plains to start next week on Monday. It's going to be bringing rain and thunderstorm activity to the entirety of the eastern Corn Belt. I think 100% coverage in Indiana for Monday afternoon into early Tuesday with rain totals anywhere from a half to one and a half inches. Again, we're looking at a very strong front, gusty winds with it, but this time not as strong as a cold air mass coming in behind. So maybe we are not as strong in some of these winds, and we definitely don't have the severe weather threat, but we're still watching this front overall. It comes through, drops temperatures for Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, and early Thursday. And then just like this week, we're looking at temperatures moderating in toward the end, and we're going to be mild into the second full week of March here. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Do you have an interest in taking your hay or livestock operation to the next level but need some help doing it? Then head out to the Hay and Livestock Expo hosted by Reynolds Farm Equipment, March 15th from 8 to 3 at the Boone County Fairgrounds. Join them for free lunch and hear from speakers, visit over 15 vendor booths, win door prizes, and more. Pre-register for a chance to win a roll of net wrap and hay knife. To register or for more information, visit events.reynoldsfarmequipment.com slash hay-livestock-expo-24. A little different color on the board at the end of trade on Monday for corn, soybeans, and wheat, a reversal. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Monday Farm Market Review. We'll have settlements from Monday trade, which turned and went higher. First, what happened? I checked in with analyst John Zanker of Risk Management Commodities close to the end of the session. John, we start with higher overnight markets, maybe a glimmer of hope, but that didn't... Uh, move on into the beginning portion of our regular Monday session. However, later in the trading session, a turnaround and a bump in all three, corn, soybeans, and wheat. I don't know that there's any fundamental shift as far as news, so maybe just some bargain buying going on. Well, I think that a day like today was inevitable. We had a key uh, reversal in corn, so uh, those are always pretty sweet. You know, I'd look at it as a couple things going there. We you know, I've been doing this for over 40 years, and that first bounce off the long-term lows is usually going to be sold. <laughs> so maybe this won't last for very long, but I also like the reversal. And, uh, you know, the funds went to a new record short of one point, about $1.75 billion. And uh, the previous record short was in the COVID year. So the funds have taken a, a dramatic stand here, and it's been painful. Uh, but I think that sets up a little bit of panic buying, perhaps, if um, the funds are also very technically oriented. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how we react to this tomorrow and in the following day. Uh, soybeans, not much of a dramatic bounce. And uh, our, our lows in the soybean market, while they did take up that 
May 31st low, uh, we're quite a ways away from the kind of lows we're seeing in corn. With a bounce like this, we'd love to say the low has been put in. That would be premature, I assume? I think it would be as much as I would like it. Uh, the problem is there's not a great amount of fundamental support for what we're seeing today. Um, we're, we're, uh, we're the best price in town to most corn destinations. Uh, we're very far away from being the best price in town for soybeans. Um, and, you know, the trade, and we've talked about this for a lot of weeks, Andy, uh, the trade's well aware um, that as a group, we're not very, as farmers in general across the country, we're not very heavily sold yet on the 23 crop, but with very little of the 24 crop. So uh, soybeans were in better position in general. So the trade knows that uh, any kind of bounce is going to be sold here early on. So until we get some firm fundamental weather support from either South America or North America, uh, there's just not a lot of room for this thing to run. Speaking of South American weather, any major shift there? I don't believe that to be the case. What update do you have? Uh, what we uh, yeah, yesterday evening, this morning was a good example of of a flipping forecast during the uh, mid mid to late part of the growing season. But um, those maps looked a little drier last night, and we opened a little firmer. Uh, by this morning, they looked wetter for uh, Southern Argentina in particular, uh, the Buenos Aires area. And uh, I think that led to uh, some red numbers being put up. We went from three higher in corn to uh, three lower in corn uh, pretty soon after the opening bell. And I think weather was a good portion of that. So um, they're going to have a much better overall crop than they did a year ago, uh, thanks entirely to Argentina. Brazil will be down at least 10 million tons on beans, if not 15, and uh, they're going to be down uh, quite a bit on corn due mainly to loss of acreage. Quick look at the export inspections report on Monday morning, John. Higher range of expectations is where we came in in wheat in the middle of the range for soybeans, but better than the highest of expectations or estimates for corn. So not a bad report overall. Well, I think that's certainly helped corn out a little bit. And, uh, you know, we're we're entering that part of the year where we should be doing pretty good with corn exports, and they've certainly picked up over where they were before. Uh, so I'm optimistic about that. But um, we're, we have some ground to make up. We're running a little behind where I'd like to be at this point. Um, so a lot of that will depend upon what happens with that Brazilian second crop. If we're seeing good growing conditions through May down there, it's going to be hard again to be very excited about our export situation, not only for the balance of this marketing season, but for next marketing season as well. John's anchor market analysis, John with risk management commodities and their number there, 866-837-9027. More numbers now. Settlements for Monday trade up seven and a quarter on March corn. It jumps back up to 407. May contract 421 and a half up eight. July seven and a half higher, 433 and three quarters. Over in beans, a few cents up. March contract 1136, three higher 
higher. May three and a half up at eleven forty-five and a quarter. And March wheat three and three quarters up five seventy-seven and a quarter. The meats mixed April live cattle one eighty-eight ten twenty cents higher and ninety-two cents down on the April lean hogs eighty-six twenty-seven. I'm Andy Eubank with the Monday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's leading farm network.